Welcome to the Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your hosts, Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. Listen to this podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, and you can find us at our website at thepreacherscorner.net, on Facebook at The Preacher's Corner, and IG at the.preacherscorner. Hands for Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of God. On your way to your seat, I want you to look at your neighbor. Don't turn and tell him nothing. Don't tell him nothing just yet. Don't tell him nothing. Just look at him real, real, real long and hard. Look at him and, and, and know exactly who you sitting by. If you came with him, that's all good. Look, look into another direction or somebody that you didn't come with. Look at them real long and hard and then tell them with a smile. Say, catch this. Amen. Amen. Catch catch this. Real catchy phrase. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, individuals I see using it via the internet, especially these uh, televangelists. I guess that's what you want to call them. That they, uh, uh, they, they say, catch this and watch this and uh, want to have something real profound and deep uh, uh, that they want you to catch at the end. But how many of us can actually uh, catch what they say? Oh, y'all blew it just right off here because our attention spans is not that long where if we don't catch whatever it is that they're wanting us to catch at the specific moment, we dove right on off. We log right on off. Our minds go on the other side of the time leaves our uh, bodies. If a mustard seed was thrown, from 20 feet away, what's the chances of it being caught? I believe I asked the question again. I asked on this side of the room. If, if, if a mustard seed, we say we got to have the faith, the size of a mustard seed. From 20 feet away, you can't even hardly see the mustard seed. So if I just decided to say, chunk it from 20 feet away, what are the chances of you actually catching it. Ah. The reality of this happening is slim to none. However, it's a one in a million chance that it can happen if, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, if it was tried. I missed it. I, I, I asked you to catch what I was saying. If I, if I chunked this little old mustard seed from 20 feet away and you uh, uh, sitting from where you are, you're going you to look at me and you're going to say, Pastor, ain't no way I'm going to catch that little old bitty thing. Uh, for the first time, I can't even see it from where you standing. But if you tried, chances are one in a million chances that you might even catch. One in a million chances. But if we don't have the faith, listen here, if we don't have the faith that we can see it, if we don't have the faith that we can touch it, if we don't have the faith that we can actually catch it, guess what, y'all? Y'all ain't catching it. Oh, Lord, help us in here. There's an opportunity that someone isn't sure they'll meet certain criteria, and instead of making an attempt, they've elected not to try to apply themselves for the slim to none opportunity. There's a relationship that's on the brink of divorce because uh, they can't see eye to eye. They, they, they don't like one another. They've been together for uh, far too long and they've been done. And some even said that they, they, that they wish that they hadn't even made the opportunity to become a union and attempted 
to reconcile. Uh, uh, and it seems like this, uh, they, they already said that that's just going to be a waste of time. There's an individual that wants to be loved and respected and find that lifelong companion, but because of failed relationships or past hurt and pain, they won't allow the attempts to trust anyone that approaches them. If this is you, God wants you to hold your hands out. He, he say, hold your hands out because I'm about to throw you something. I'm about to throw you something that you, you, you didn't even know that you was capable of catching. I'm about to throw you something that can remove the negativity from your mind. I'm about to throw you something that'll erase all doubt. I'm about to, y'all ain't in here. I'm about to chunk something your way that'll ignite the very little faith that's on the inside of you. Oh, y'all ain't got your hands up. See, when I'm ready to catch something and I'm ready to receive something, I'm on my feet. I'm looking from where the angle that is coming from. So if God is throwing something for me, I got my hands wide open. Ain't nobody catching nothing with their hands closed. How many wide receivers have you seen run the wrong route? How many basketball players that go up for an alley-oop with their hands down? How many individuals that actually need something from God kept their hands in their pockets. I said, lift up your hands. Open up your hands. But some of us has got our hands full of stuff. Stuff that ain't got nothing to do with you progressing. Stuff that ain't got nothing to do with your marriage being reconciled. Stuff y'all ain't getting this stuff. He's saying, I'm trying to throw something in your direction, but your hands are available. Your hands ain't available. Your mindset is not available. You got a whole lot of clutter in your hands. You're not in position to catch anything. Oh, Lord have mercy. How often do you see, oh, come on, cowboy fan, when Dak Prescott overthrows somebody or the wide receiver run the wrong route and they look back at the quarterback and they look like they ain't on the same page. They ain't practiced the right play or they are not on the uh, uh, alignment with one another. How often are we running the wrong routes? What is pertaining to God? Then forgot to play. Jumped off sides. Hello, somebody. At the wrong place. At the wrong time. I know, I know, I know what. I, I, I didn't get many of your attention because, because many of us was from uh, the boot. So, what, what? I forgot whatever. I'm not a fan of nobody else. So, who that or whoever they quarterback or wide receiver is, when they throw an interception, Drew Brees, when he throw an interception, uh, uh, when, the, when, when the wide receiver looks at the opposite direction, the quarterback is, is looking at the wide receiver and they're both looking at one another like it's your fault. No, man, it's your fault. You the one threw it where you wasn't in the right area to catch it. Oh. We can argue the fact with one another, but how many of us are bold enough to argue when we're not in the right position with the one that's been trying to get the ball to us, the one that's been trying to get the confidence to us, 
but the one that's trying to get the, 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 the reconciliation and, and, and unforgiveness and remove that bitterness and all of the things that are cluttering us and keeping us away from him. How many of us are bold enough to admit, my bad, God. My hands wasn't, hello, somebody. I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Hello, somebody. To receive what you, I didn't like the quarterback. Oh, Lord. How often do we see the whole game change when the first string quarterback gets hurt and they put in the second string? The, the, it seems like the blockers stop blocking. It seems like the wide receivers stop running the routes the right way. And it's just because he uh, is it, it, not familiar. The center start jumping outside. You see a lot of mistakes and fumbles happening when we're not on the same page with our favorite quarterback. God help us in here today. So our percentage of being successful goes down. Oh, we, we say, oh man, the start, and when the start quarterback go down, they say, oh, there goes our season. Like he can't get the job done. God Almighty, let me uh help you. With when they made that quarterback, they didn't stop making quarterbacks. When they made that prophet, good God Almighty, when they made that evangelist, when they made that bishop, they didn't stop making bishops. Why? Because they're all supposedly coming out of the same playbook. Good God Almighty. The same common goal. The goal doesn't change every season that the NFL starts. The goal doesn't change every season that the World Cup or uh, uh, NBA. It's the goal is to win the championship. I don't know how many Christians forget the fact that our goal is to win the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, our ultimate goal is to get to heaven. Not to get fancy cars, not to get a name for ourselves, but the goal is to reach others and draw others to Christ. When you win a soul, you want a playoff game. Oh, but when you don't act like who you say you follow, you might as well put an L in that lost column. I'm helping anyone. Oh, Lord. God says, my God. Got your hands out. You ain't catching it. Hmm, catching a whole lot of wrong things. He says, if I had a financial blessing headed your way, you wouldn't have the confidence to even catch it. If I had a miracle uh, in the form of healing coming your way, you wouldn't even have the faith to catch it. There's windows of opportunity that I've shot in your direction. But you were not in position to even make the catch. How many of you know with God as the pitcher, he'll always hit the mid. 
with God. He's uh, precise in his pitch. Not one wild pitch ever thrown. He has the best quarterback rating of all time. He's never missed a hot read or if you as the receiver don't break off your route, God will always thread the needle putting it where no one else can catch it but you, the intended target. In order for this to work, we must be receptive in whatever and whoever God uses to make the talks. Listen closely. Somebody said they need some Bible. Matthew 14. Matthew 10 and 14 says it just like this. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake your Oh, y'all been reading the Bible. Uh, uh, Mark uh, 6 and 11 says it just like this. If any place will not receive you and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake. Oh, y'all, y'all forgot that one. huh? Uh, shake the dust off that's on your feet as a testimony against them. Okay, let's back up. Let's pause for a second. Them individuals right there, they wouldn't listen to me. Them individuals over there, they wouldn't listen to it. Uh, so why on God's green earth am I going to broad beat you when you're not listening? Am I going to try to continue to throw a ball or bone in your direction and you not receiving? God says, dust your feet off. Go to somebody else that'll receive your voice, that'll receive your word, that'll receive your patience, that'll receive your kindness, that'll receive your teaching, your preaching, your prosperity, that'll receive anything that I've given to give you to, to them. Go somewhere else. Don't spend no more time with them people. Hello, somebody. Ooh, good God Almighty. Uh, in the sixth chapter of the gospel of Mark, there's an account of a visit by Jesus in his hometown. Hello, Fort Worth. Hello, Crowley. On the Sabbath, he enters the synagogue and begins to teach, and it says that many who heard were astounded, and they were offended, asking, is this not the carpenter? Is this not that drunk Mayberry? Is this not that dope fiend Mayberry? Is this not that y'all ain't getting this stuff? Uh, the, the, is this not the son of Mary? Is this JT's son or uh, Gwen's son or First Lady's son or Devitra Patrick's daughter? It adds that he could not do deeds of power there except to heal a few sick people, amazed at the community's lack of belief in him, he observes that prophets are without honor except in own town. And among their own kin and their own houses. Uh, I'm guilty, I'm guilty, I'm guilty, I'm guilty. Son, grandson of a pastor, a son of a it took me a mighty, mighty long time to get saved. It took me a mighty, mighty long time to receive. When I had something that was right there in the house with me, I didn't even notice what it was. When I had word right there available, right at the fingertip, I didn't even respect it or receive it as what it was. Guess what, y'all? I got saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Ghost after it was removed from my presence. Mm. 
after they took that on home to glory, that's when I finally started missing the fact that I could have been this. I could have been get this pointed to me. I could be this much farther along than where I am today. How many of us know that some of the struggles that we go through, some of the things that we go through is because we weren't receptive to what's been made available. We done had diamonds, rubies, and pearls in our hand but couldn't notice it because of the blindness, couldn't hear it because of the, un the stopped and deaf ears. Oh, didn't receive what was right under our noses. Mm, mm, mm. Is this the son, the carpenter? Y'all hear him say it like that? Is that Jesus? Is that? Y'all know the other scriptures say, uh, did anything good come out of Nazareth? Anything good come out of Fort Worth, New Orleans, Crowley, Kentucky? Anything good come out of there? Hello, somebody. And they be the same folk that, 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 that they look at you all the time. Ain't Barbara and they look at you all the time. They listen to you all the time. But when you start progressing and God begin to use you and anoint you and uh, you'll be coming into your own uh, like, like God wants you to do. And, and, and individuals start to look a little funny because they haven't took the opportunity to grab hold of what God called them to do themselves. So then the envious kicks in and they don't respect you as the anointed anointed one because they want the anointing themselves but won't make the sacrifices that is needed to get where God has called you all to be. I don't want to sacrifice the crack. I'm good with crack. I don't want to sacrifice the weed. I'm good with the weed. I don't want to sacrifice the fornicating. I'm good with the fornicating. I don't want to sacrifice none of that stuff to get where God wants me to be. I like it. I love it. Ain't that how the song go? Oh, y'all, come on here. Y'all ain't been saved all your life. Listen. God has something for us. But our hands been tied. You know you tie your own hands behind your back. Uh, I used to wake up every Sunday morning after a long week. He's call it work. Work out. He used to work, lift 40 ounces. I, I used to do them curls real tough. I, I was, my, my woo, curl game was tough. Come Sunday morning, it seemed like uh, all of the work effort throughout the whole week didn't do its justice. Because what was sown into me as a child, good God Almighty, uh, if, you, if you teach them young, good God Almighty, what was sown into me as a child had me up early, ready to go. Serve the Lord. But all that working out had me discombobulated. We call it a little hungover. Ooh. But when, as soon as I got a little bold enough to, to just say, uh, I'm going to go ahead and do what they say. Come as you. Ah. Oh. I understand. Yeah. I came as I was. 
first couple of times and it was some of those hypocritical people that made me not want to come as I y'all ain't in here today the, 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 ones that, the, the, the ones that walked up to me and said, ooh, boy, you, must, you had a good time last night, did you? I don't smell that, but let's say it right in front of the preacher. But the preacher wasn't, wasn't godly enough to call me and say, hey, hey, don't you do that to them. Come here, let's, let's pray for him together. I'll never forget, I had one of the, one of the brothers came in here apologized to me at the church. He said, Pastor, I, I feel real bad, man. I said, what's wrong with you? He said, I know you smell that. I said, what you talking about? I, Pastor, come on, man. I know, I know you smell that. I got the whole church. I said, well, if you smell it on you and I didn't say anything about it, that means I received you as you were and ministered to you right where y'all ain't getting this stuff. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. I saw some of the members in here and they're like, whoo, good God Almighty. Whoo, it's scooting all over. Forgetting the fact that that was you three years ago. Forgetting y'all ain't in here. I want some real people to come back and holler at me. Forgetting the fact that that was you drinking. That was you fornicating. That was you that didn't like mama or didn't want to do what mama and daddy said to do. That was you that stayed out all night. That was you that was shooting, robbing, and stealing. That was you that was gangbanging. But we have the nerve, the audacity to turn up our sanctified nose at individuals that's coming willingly. Hello, somebody. And I'm glad we ain't got no urges that can cover up nobody. Cover up yourself. Did you cover up what you was dreaming about? Hello, somebody. Huh? Did you cover up the fact that you still watch porn? Hello, Deacon. Come on. Why cover up the things that we could see? Oh, y'all, okay. y'all still got your hands out because I'm still in the text and I'm still preaching the same message. God wants you to catch every single thing that he's saying on today so we can apply it within our everyday lives. He says that he wants you to stop being so hypocritical, Christian church folk. Oh, somebody. I love the fact, uh, uh, look, can I pull over for a little, just a little bit? I'm starting to feel a whole lot better. Listen. Well, over for just a moment. First lady showed me a video last night, and I found it very, very interesting. Uh, the video go, went a little something like this. They said that uh, people won't go to church because there's so many hypocritical people there. <laughs> video helped me tremendously. And so he says, so since you won't go to church, because there's so many hypocritical people there. Huh. But you go to the liquor store. Go to the club. Go to the Walmart. Go to Chick-fil-A. He said, in all of these different places, pet boys. Hello, somebody. There are hypocritical people there, yet we still go. 
he says at the end of it, now who's actually a hypocrite? I don't go there, but you go everywhere else where the hypocrites is. So I sound very hypocritical, and that's where we are as a body of believers. If it ain't something that you don't do, we got our hands and our mouths on it. I understand. Yeah, because we're in a social media-driven society. I don't have no, 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 no heaven or hell to put the dancing bishop in. I ain't got no heaven or hell. Hey, man, if he want to ride them skates and look all seductive and then stand up on Sunday and do whatever, I ain't got nothing to say about it. I ain't got a comment to put on his post or tell him what he ain't or not doing. Why? Because that's between him and the Father. I ain't got nothing to say about what Pastor Kim Burrell did. I ain't got nothing to say about nothing that's trending. Why? Because that's between them and the one that made them. Because when he opened up and cracked that seal and it stay turned up in the line, I ain't thinking about the one before me. I ain't thinking about the one behind me. All I want to hear is well done, thy good and faithful. Hello, somebody. I ain't talking about us. One spot left. My father-in-law, you say it all the time. One spot left on the plane or a train to get to heaven. I'm pushing you out of the way so I can get, y'all ain't in here today. And that's how we have to be if your hands are open. I have to be desperate in order to catch what God has for me. If there's healing, I have to be desperate to do all of the things that's necessary for me to get that healing. If there's a blessing, I have to do all of the necessary things to do to get that blessing and that, the, the, the key factor is where we started don't have much faith in anything oh, if I can't see it I can't touch it I ain't see we got that popcorn belief everything going good we believe it everything going bad it's the devil and it ain't got nothing to do with our disobedience. Hello, somebody. Deuteronomy 28. Come, come, come here, you Bible readers. You want to read the hell, not the tail, but none of the curses that go along with the disobedience? I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds real good. And you can hit C flat and you can tie the church up with the head, not the tail. And abundance and blessings. But it don't work for disobedient folk. There's even scripture where it said, don't even pray for them because I won't hear it. Why? Because they're disobedient. He called them stiff necks. He called them reprobated-minded individuals. Them folk that just going to do them and stuck where they are, we just got to pray that he have mercy on them. Save everybody. It says narrow is the way. I thought this was you Sunday. Yes, it's very, very sorrowful. Sorrowful. 
to think that I'm getting to a point in time of my age where I am amongst the last of a dying breed. 20 years from now, it won't be church like this, no. It won't be no, no, no ordaining and, and, and elevating deacons because if you already look at it, all of the people that's a, a little bit behind me, they've already started their churches online. That's where they log in. Ain't too much walking outside and going door to door because people don't want you in their face no more. There's no faith in no healing because we have to have masks and vaccinations. There's no more belief in the power of God. There's only belief in the economics or uh, physicians and scientific fact, artificial inseminated, uh, 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 glorified metaverse. All I can believe in is the, and it's almost it's just like the tooth fairy. Y'all believe that mom and daddy put that under the pillow, but don't believe that God can do exceedingly above anything that we can ask or think. We forget the fact that he's an all-knowing God, all-powerful God. We forget the fact. Hello, somebody. We forget all that and we, we get all dignified and afraid. And say, I ain't scared. I'm standing on his word. Well, why ain't your doors open, pastor? Why ain't your doors open, pastor? Why you ain't out there laying hands on the sick? Don't lay hands on nobody. Hello, somebody. You're not doing one of the things that Jesus told us to do. They go ye therefore teach all nations, casting out devils. We got so many, when you mention devils, they go, you can't see them no more. They're gone. Oh, then you know they ain't my cup of tea. Why it ain't your cup of tea? Because devils can't cast out devils. Come here, camouflage. Then camouflage yourself into a sheep. To a shepherd. Says, catch this. Catch it now. Before it's too late. Says, Tiff, I sat back there and I, I got a little distressed. I got, I got a little distraught. Because I said, Lord, it got to be something bigger than this. It's got to be something better than trying to grow and, 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 and pour into individuals with their lid already on top. It has to be more. It has to be more to teach the individuals that actually wants to be taught. It has to be more. Where do we see ourselves five years from this? Got a pastor's anniversary coming up. I ain't, ain't like most pastors, but they had to sit on the side and, and, and you prop your feet up and, and, and tell the people that I, I'm expecting uh, $100 from each member or $200 from each member. All I ask is that we receive the vision and pour into the vision so we can get out of this point and go on to our next dimension of helping individuals. All I've ever put together is business plans for each and every individual that's connected me to not only become a, 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 a person that they take care of themselves, but become a boss and apply and, and, and offer other jobs to other individuals. It is. Not a vision. The people perish. Yeah, 
Bible study, long Bible study series on leaving a legacy. But if we don't catch what God wants us to catch, there's no legacy. There's no legacy. Nothing for nothing to be carried on. If we're running a race, if, if we're running a 440 relay, uh, come on, my, my, my mother track uh, individual. If I'm running a 440 relay by myself, it's just a 400 marathon. It's a 400 meter run. Everything requires team. Listen. I says we have to catch this uh, and develop a real relationship with him. Embrace our own daily crucifixion. To me, Pastor, the Bible tells us that we should die daily. Get enough. Some things that may have jumped on us. Y'all know how we walk outside at night and, and, and we walk through a, a, that, that wall full of gnats and, and you, be, you be trying to swarm your way through it. And it. That's the same way we walk through day in and day out of daily temptations and sin. At the end of the night, when we confess our sins, God wants us to die. Start over new the next morning. A lot of us, we wake up with the crust still in our eyes and the sin still on us. Because we haven't repented. Hello, somebody. Somebody say, we got to work on it. We got to work on it. We got to have consistency. How many people go actually work out, walk on a treadmill, uh, and, and believe that they're just going to lose all of the pounds right after they get off the treadmill? I know, I know. Man, I haven't seen the people at the gym. They, this, they, first, they just signed up the new membership, and then soon you see them all in the mirror. Yeah. All in the mirror. Yeah. Just as soon as you walk in, one 30-minute workout, and you buff. Hello, somebody. You like, do it look like I, I lost anything? Hello, somebody. How many of us know it takes consistency to work on anything? God says, work out your own soul salvation with what? Fear and trembling. That's the problem. There's no more fear for God. We do what we want to do, say what we want to say to anybody. Hello, somebody. No respect for, 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 for a senior citizen. You got 13, 14 year old. Well, cuss some smooth out. What you say? Why? Um, well, I'm going to get my and mama going to be right there, right along with him. You, what you say to my child? Because ain't number 13 years apart. Babies having babies. And we wonder why there's a problem. So first lady the other day, I said, good God Almighty, I just looked, I had a sneak peek into the future. A little bit after, I said, when we turn 70, it's trouble. 
Because not, not everybody is teaching their kids biblical principles. Not everybody is teaching them, no ma'am, yes ma'am, yes sir, uh, no sir. Nobody is teaching them everything that is what, what, what's said to teach children. Bro, the four-year-old, you calling him a four-year-old, bro? Five-year-old? Oh, cuz, showing them how to, how to do game signs. Little girls twerk, twerking harder than the mamas or right alongside with the mamas. Good God, it's a scary sight. When it, good Lord, I, I'll be, I'm going to be looking at my, just take me to the nursing home. It, 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 shoot. At least I got security. They putting guns in little boy hands and they and, and, and ain't no OGs and none of these gangs because they ain't respecting nothing that the individuals that's around our age saying are doing. Good God Almighty, we done lost hold of control. And it started here. The sacred deaths. It started here. And it trickle work work up. It trickles down from the top. We wonder why we can't draw them back in. Pimp Bishop. Hello, somebody. We wonder why. Call it evangelist. Boys prophetess. Come on now. We're gonna, we're gonna put God's name on God's title on it. Man, that's why I don't look attractive. When you say you save, and I can't tell it. Because you look just like what, what I'm trying to come away from. And, 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 and the truth of the matter is, I didn't get in this walk to be fake. I was a great jump. One of the best there was. I used to say it all the time. How can one know how to drive drunk if they don't practice it? That was my, my, my learning. So I practiced drunk driving. That was my mindset. One of the best there was at driving home with one eye, with the window down. Hello, somebody. See, I can be real about me and talk about where I've come from, but if I still am doing it, I can't talk about it. Know somebody can't talk about what I've been delivered from if I'm still there. God says, this, "Where your hands at? Where your hands at?" I'm trying to throw you something. Let's catch you. Need consistency. So, what's the solution? I'm glad at your ass. It's a simple process to implement. It's called uh, we're gonna call it the 3D. It's in your back pocket. Carry it with you at all times. Determination, dedication, discipline. There's no elevation or growth, Brother Whalen, without 3D. Without 3D. No elevation. Let's look at our text again. Uh, look out your Bibles over. Look with me at verse 8. A highway shall be there, a road, and it shall be called highway of holiness. The unclean shall pass over it but it shall be for others. Whoever walks the road, although a fool, shall not go astray. No line shall be there. 
nor shall any ravenous beast go up on it. It shall be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. Y'all hear me? And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and the sorrow and the sighing shall flee away. Why? Because I'm determined to be saved. Got to be a determination. I ain't letting nothing step in the way. Not no naysayer. Not no negativity. I'm determined to get closer to Jesus. I'm determined to live holy. I'm determined to be righteous. I'm determined to do unto others. as Y'all ain't in here. I'm determined. Determination. It's one that's needed. I'm dedicated to the vision. I'm dedicated to the goals. I'm disciplined. Hello, somebody. I'm disciplined in my reading and in my studying. I know what, at, at times we can set our clock to go do whatever else we, we, we plan on doing. Set your clock and your time to read your word. Put your phone, your phone on pause. Well, well, you do not disturb. This is my study time. This is my meditation time. Hello, somebody. I have to be determined, disciplined, dedicated to catch what God wants for us. We have to never forget. Never, ever, ever forget. Uncle Derek, never forget. God has taken us from. Never forget it. Never forget how he redeemed us and set us free. Redeemed. He pulled us out of it. Something that was already owed to you. Pull you out of funding. Pull me out of drunkenness. He could have left me there. Mm. But he loved me so. It's all potential. It's all that I had the willingness and the love on the inside that just hadn't been stirred up and developed yet. It's all that I could be used later on down the line. But what he did, he preserved me. He just didn't do it for me. He did the exact thing for you. From the very foundations of the earth. Before you was put in your mother's womb, he had the same purpose for the kingdom for your life as he did for mine. Thanks so much for joining us for The Preacher's Corner with your hosts, Pastor JT and Lady Fanita. For more information, you can log on to our website at thepreacherscorner.net, Facebook at The Preacher's Corner, and IG Corner. This is an in-house production. We'll see you next time. This is an in-house production.